guys, welcome to Lunch Plus. We're so excited to be here with you. It's going to be such a good day. I'm Barrett Nauer. And my name's Buddy. I, y'all, I really want you to go somehow find the video that he's copying. I don't even know what it's called to look up, but. I don't know. I just, I think I just looked up, like, <laughs> I don't even remember what I looked up, like, Peppy Kid Dance. Peppy Kid Dance. There's, like, a little dance that he does, show too. Thing. Yeah. Like, it's, you missed that, though. Um, we're so excited to be here with you. Happy Tuesday. Uh, is your Tuesday going well? Ours is going pretty good, and it's going to be even better because we've got a brand new episode of Lunch Plus here with you today, and here's what we've got coming at you. Right now, it's family chat. As you know, it's why you're on. Really, this is why you hop on, is to chit-chat with us. Followed by Song Challenge, Song Challenge, with Buddy and Kevin Nowicki today. It's going to be a great showdown. And then we're going to have a time of prayer. If there's anything that you are believing for and you want us to be agreeing with you by the word of God, then let us know that in the comments. And then we're going to dive in for What's the Word with special guest, Brother Tracy Harris, and special guest, Pastor Eddie Smith. Both of these mm -hmm. are mighty men of God, and we just love them so much, and we're honored to have them here with us. As you're hopping on, comment, tell us who you are, where you're watching from, so that way we can say hello to you. My husband's on. He says, hello. Hello. And Lisa says, good morning. Love y'all. We love you. Hey, Johnny. Have you been enjoying services? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. There was one part during the service last night where Pastor Tracy, like, gave a revelation and, like, just, it just flowed out of him. And Buddy and I were on opposite ends of the room, but I had, like, a clear shot to look at Buddy. And, like, when he gave the revelation, Buddy's face was, like, lit up with a great big smile. Revelation <laughs> makes me happy. It's true. It's, I, I can't, I don't know what else to say about it. Like, there was one time Pastor, like, me and Pastor were sitting down and, like, he was kind of, like, not rebuking me, but like he was like exposing, <laughs> exposing like something that was there that like I didn't realize was there. And like, like, like my flesh was like, this is the worst. But like my spirit, like I was just like laughing the whole time. I'm like, I'm glad I know this now. Amen. But like my face, like, like doesn't show that, you know, my flesh is also sad. That's good. But, um, but I, so like whenever I get like revelation, even if it's like revelation that, Oh, you're missing it hardcore. Like, it still makes me laugh and happy. Amen. So, I guess that's a good thing, right? Amen. I think so. Uh, Lisa wants to pray for favor for her meeting today. We can definitely mm. do that in prayer. Yeah. But right now, as you guys know, it is family chat. Please comment. Tell us who you are, where you're watching from, who's on right now. We want to hang out with you. And here's also why, because the person that helps us hit 100 comments First, gets a gift card from us yes. just because we love you. So let's dive in with our first question of the day. We're talking about travel plans. So, mm. question, not necessarily travel plans, okay. but how many states have you visited? Is this going to be, is this supposed to be something that I know off the top of my head? I know. Without so, looking at a map? So these, these come from, <laughs> from the brain of Serena Crabtree and... That's my wife. Yeah, his So wife. this is a great question. Amen. It sure is. Great question. Sure is. Um, I, I'm not sure off the top of my head. I've done a lot of New England because okay. I'm from there. Yeah. And then North Carolina, South Carolina, and Texarkana, um, now, and Missouri. Now, yeah. does, like, driving through a state I don't feel like it does. Or, like, flying in and, like, having a layover in a state. I don't think so. I think you need mm -hmm. to at least spend a night. 
or oh, like some sort so like, of substantial time in the okay. state for it to count. So, so like, well, we mentioned yesterday how like we road trip to the Grand Canyon. Yeah. And we stopped at almost like every state. So like Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky. I don't even remember all the states that we stopped at. There's been, I've been in a, a lot of states. I'm really impressed with Priscilla. Right offhand, she's like, 12, 12 states? states? Like, wow. she knows. That's she impressive. She knows it. Does anybody else know off the top of their head like, how many states you've visited? Because, I mean, like, if you have, like, one, like a map yeah. on your wall that you, like, put a pin in every state that you've stayed in, that's one thing. Have you ever tried to play the game of naming all 52 states off the top of your head? No, that doesn't I, I said fun. 52. I meant 50. I know there's territories. <laughs> there's those territories 52. that are, like... Some of them are being counted for Miss America, so I'm not saying that's where I get my information from. That makes it sound really special. But I know there's 50 states, but we have territories. We have America, Samoa, and Guam, and all the Puerto Rico, and all those other places. Have you visited any of those places? No, I haven't, oh. but. <laughs> okay. That's more than 52, then. Yeah, I know. Where, where did you get 52? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> okay. It was just a number. I saw 12. <laughs> Kevin says 26 states. Get that's, it. That's one over half of them. That, wow, good well job. Done. I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I need to go more out west, though. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to travel yeah. to the western part of the country. I've been in essentially every state on the east coast. Yeah. I do know that. Um, Including but, Amish, Pennsylvania. Yeah, because I yeah. lived in Amish, Pennsylvania. It's true. Eo says at least, or Rachel says at least 11. I don't know exactly. Priscilla says, wait, 13. I forgot Florida. Well, y'all are super well-traveled. Let's go to question number two. <laughs> dum -ba -dum -bum -ba -da -dum -ba -dum -bum. What is your favorite seat on an airplane? Everyone has one. Everyone has the preferred uh, uh, seat. I, I, pref I prefer seat 14B. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. That's my favorite seat. I want the aisle seat. Really? I, I, yes. I like the window. I'm a window seat kind of person. I when, So window seat in like one of those rows that you have leg room, mm -hmm. you know. The emergency exit or yep. first class, I'm good with that too. Well, well, see like the emergency exit doesn't always have a window, yeah. which is the problem. See, I don't How super... about first class? Let's just go. How about my own private there seat? There you go. That's my favorite seat. Amen. So when I've had to ride with other passengers um, and not on my own personal jet, <laughs> I prefer the aisle seat because I want to mm. be able to stretch my legs out. Otherwise, yeah. it's a really exciting experience. It's kind mm. of like driving in Priscilla's car. Um, <laughs> Priscilla has like this little tiny like green car. It's super cute, but it I think I've ridden in it once and my knees were like up to here. Actually, and, so um, recently though, I've flown several times with Pastor um, in, a in a smaller like plane mm -hmm. uh, and with like a four-seater. That's been, that's been fun. I, I, I would actually prefer that over a like just a regular commercial yeah. plane. Just because you can see a lot more, you experience a lot more, you like hear how them communicating with, with air traffic control. That's a lot of fun. So I, that's my preference. Um, George says he wants an exit row. Priscilla wants a window seat. Mm. Um, Rachel says either a side or a window, just not the middle seat. That's mm. my girl. Yeah, middle That's seats true. are the worst. <laughs> They're not all the, unless you're with people that you're incredibly close to, and mm -hmm. then you can just pick a shoulder to sleep on. Or like, that's if fine. You have a whole row to yourself. That you, is the th dream. That's the best. That's the dream. 
hundred percent. Okay, yeah. question number three. Y'all are quiet today. Where where are my commenters at? <laughs> if you could live anywhere in the world for a year, where would it be? If you could live anywhere in the mm. world for a year, where would it be? Okay, I'm just gonna. All right, I'm taking all like the spiritual <laughs> stuff aside, you know, and like throw, throwing all all that away. Um, probably. Because, like, obviously, I'd be like, I want to be here. 100%. You know? But I'm throwing that away. That didn't count. Um, I would say I would want to be in the, in the mountains somewhere. Probably. Which country? Uh, I don't know. There's so many good mountains. <laughs> um, where, but not the cold mountains. While you're uh, thinking, Rachel says France. F-R-A-N-C-E. George says Mars. So this is this is the so George is my husband. This is George Nauer. Yes. Whenever I ask George, George, what's your dream vacation? He legitimately answers with Mars. He he so much wants to go to Mars. He yeah. found out. I don't know if this is real or not. I haven't I haven't fact checked this, but supposedly, and maybe this is wrong and I'm, it's not true. But supposedly, according to the internet. Tom mm -hmm. Cruise's next movie is going to have space stunts in it where he's actually mm -hmm. doing it and going to space. That's pretty sweet. So I think this is George's dream. Being in space is George's dream. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Prilla says she has only ever wanted to be in America or in Israel. Israel would be nice. Um, so I have had many a conversation with Pastor Nicole about uh, Boomerang Italy. So Ooh. when we go and plant Boomerang Italy, <laughs> I'm a go, <laughs> and I'll there be there, and it'll be great. George says his dream vacation is the moon or Mars. Welcome to the inner workings of my but husband's see, brain. See, we're talking about a, a whole year you're going to be spending in this place. Yep. So I would want it to be a place where everyone speaks English. You wouldn't want to learn a new language? Well, that'd be fun. But the first, like, six months of it wouldn't. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably stick to somewhere in America. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm overthinking this a little bit. <laughs> I'll let you know tomorrow on the broadcast. Joni says Tom Cruise is going to space. Thank you, Joni, for validating this for me. Yeah. I appreciate you being on. Also, <laughs> when are you coming to visit? Because you're basically... Part of the fam at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, Kevin says Tahi Tahiti. 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 Is yeah. that how it's spelled? Sure. I, I don't know. Did he? Did you Google it? I don't. Is it really? <laughs> it's not. It's not. Uh, well, first. Oh. Okay. He spelled it correctly. And another another comment down. I was like, Is it really Tahita? And I've just been spelling it super <laughs> wrong. Like, <No>. whoa. <laughs> okay. Next question, and I think our last question of the day. How many countries have you visited outside of your own? Ooh, okay. I have been to, yeah, Ke Mr. Kevin Bucky is in the back holding up two fingers for himself. I am two fingers as well. Um, I, aside from America, I am Jamaica, as I mentioned yesterday with the unfortunate dog eating incident that shall not be spoken of again. Um, so Jamaica, but then I also have been to Canada because I basically, well, I didn't basically, I did live in Canada for a period of time and I was right on the border. So you could just, I literally would jog to the border and back. And so Canada. Uh, Priscilla says Mexico. That's cool. And then, whoa, you're counting. You're up I to think, six? I think I'm at six. Whoa! Look at uh, you being well-traveled. Look at me. Uh, <laughs> Mexico, Canada. 
Um, I've been to Cuba. I've been to Botswana, Zambia, Zimbabwe. So that's six. I think that's it. How many countries did you knock out when you were with Serena in Africa? Three. The, that's cool. Well, and we're not counting layovers, yeah. correct? So South Africa doesn't count. So yeah, it was Zambia, Zimbabwe, and Botswana. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that you had gone that many. That's really cool. Yeah, well, when we went to Victoria Falls, we had to go through Zambia into Zimbabwe. Joni says one, and then she put up the Canadian flag. The Canadian Pledge of Allegiance is really exciting. Is it? Um, mm -hmm. Do you know it? Uh, <laughs> we had to, so when I, when I worked at the summer camp, uh, the one that oh, I worked you for lived years, in Maine. I did live in Maine, That's and we thing. had enough Canadians that we would pledge allegiance to the American flag, and then and we'd then give them the opportunity to pledge allegiance to the Canadian flag, Interesting. though I am pretty confident that a lot of it was made up, like I think that <laughs> at one point they're just like, we're going to make up a pledge for Canada, sure. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so I don't want to do it in case it's wrong. Um, or offensive to any Canadians watching. Um, George <laughs> okay. says five plus. Go nice. George. Well Go military. Um, Pastor Nicole says Canada, Jamaica, Cozumel. That's a place. Co sure. Is that Mexico? Ha <laughs> 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 ha! Geography and Belize. <laughs> when did you go to Belize? I didn't know you've been to Belize. I've known you seven, eight years now. When did you go there? This hmm. is okay. Well. This has been Family Chat Travel Edition. Now, guys, get ready because we are hopping into Song Challenge with mm -hmm. Buddy and Kevin. It's going to be so good. This is one of my favorite segments. Stick around. See if you guys can name the songs faster than they can. And take this time. Share the broadcast. It's going to be so good. We're going to have What's the Word? A special word with Pastor Brian, Brother Tracy Harris, and Pastor Eddie Smith. What an honor to have these men of God with us today. Share the broadcast. It's going to be good. And we'll be right back after this super quick video. Well, hi, everyone. Welcome to the Lunch Plus broadcast. We have an awesome broadcast for you today. Here, Before we jump into our first segment, this is what we have going on today. First, we have the song challenge with me and the one and only Kevin Novicki. Uh, after that, okay. Pastor Tracy's behind the camera giving us Hallelujah. After that, we have a powerful time of prayer, yes. followed by a powerful word with Pastor uh, Brian, with Brother Tracy, and, Br and uh, Pastor Eddie. It's going to be awesome. We have an awesome show. But first, we have the Song Challenge. Yes. <laughs> you just you missed just it. missed it. He has oh, to do, my you word. You got to do it again. They missed it. <laughs> Yay! There's Brother Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, this is the song <laughs> challenge. This is 
<laughs> What's going to be a challenge is getting into this next segment I after know. that. Exactly. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, welcome to the song challenge. Here's how this one goes. What we're going to be doing is we have a stack full of popular words that are in a lot of songs. And we're going to pull out a word such as dream. Dream. Dream, 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 dream. Sure, I've never... I, all right, and then one of us is going to have to st start to try to sing a, a song that has that specific word in it. Like the only one that came to my mind was, this is what dreams made of. Yeah. Hey now. From, uh, <laughs> That's good <laughs> stuff. McGuire movie. That's oh, is that who that is? Lizzie McGuire. So right. here's what's, how it's going to go. Um, we're going to be going back and forth until one of us draws a blank. All right, cool. All right? Yeah. And then whenever someone draws a blank, uh, the, we're racking up points for every song that comes up yes, for every yes. word. And then whoever gets the last one gets all those points. Oh, they bank right? the points. Yeah. Okay, great. Yep. And so we're going to do that until we're out of time. <laughs> you know, Sounds that's good. essentially going to be what we're going to do. All right? All right. So, guys, we want you to participate in the comments as well. If you can think of any songs with these words uh, in them, please help us out because we'll need it. That's right. <laughs> no, I'm totally going to need it. Yeah. We're definitely going to need it. All right, see, because here's the thing about this game. It's one of those games where, in theory, it would be simple. Yeah. But whenever you're actually, like, doing it live... In this side of the camera? Yeah, on yeah. this side of the camera. Yeah. It's the other side of the camera, story. I got it all day long. It's like when you watch a, a game show and you're like, why, why do they not know? Like, especially right. Family Feud. You're yes. like, it's so simple. But whenever you're doing it live, it's not as simple as it's Not so much. That's right. All right, well, let's jump into our first word of the day. Let's do it. All right, you ready? Yes, you sir. ready for this? Yes. I'm actually going to draw from the middle, change things Good up call, because bit. I totally looked at the top. Did you? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Day. Our first word is day. Sunshine, daydream. Oh, that gets dream too. Do I get a double for that? No. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Right. Oh, sorry. Um, see, you took me, you, you got me there. That was a good song. Oh, my goodness. All right. Um, three, two, one. Hey. Uh, all right. All right. I got two, two points. Two you. points for me. All right, cool. But, you, you did Thank pretty. You. you did pretty well, though. I tried. I'm, I tried. I'm, I'm super pleased with you. All right. The pressure gets on, man. I'm, I'm, <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and and you see, here's the thing. Whenever you get a song in your head, it's very difficult to, to get switch, it get yes. it out, and then bring another song in. Yep. All right. Next word. Cry. Cry is our next word. Crying. 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 Roy Orbison? No. That's right. That sounds yeah. just like the first Roy song Orbison you sang on Dream. That sounds like the, exactly the same. Okay. Do you Cry, know either well, of those songs? Huh? You don't know either of those songs? No. Your grandparents listened to both of them. Oh, I'm sure they did. <laughs> um, <laughs> Cry me a river. Oh, wow. Oh, Cry me a river. I actually had that one in my head before I saw it on the screen. I just need to throw okay. that out there. Oh, good. Good job. Yeah, thank good. you. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm crying because I'm struggling beep. with this right now. Beep. Holy Ghost, beep. Holy Ghost. Beep. Holy beep, Ghost. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> I appreciate you, you, you seeking the well, Holy Spirit I need the Lord. for wisdom. I need the Lord to beat you. You're that good. <laughs> well, I appreciate <laughs> it. All right. Uh, how, many, how many was that? Was that three? That's two. That, that was two. Okay. That's two. So it's you four. got four points. Yeah, but you, this is one of those right. games where you could, where it turns Comebacks around quickly. Quick, Marky yeah. beat me last time. Like, that was a the, huge comeback. You were it, like ahead by five, and she came back. I know. It was super disappointing. Yeah. 
Let's just not remember that. All right, All right. <laughs> next word. Gonna. Ooh, never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down. Never gonna run around and desert you. I totally said you look like Rick Astley the other day. I was like, thank yeah. you, appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. All right, your turn. All right. Gonna. Do I actually look like Rick Astley? Yeah, you really do. Yeah, you really do. Oh, he said that. That's true. Yeah, you really do. All right. Time. Uh, all right. That was only one point. So. All right. All right. That's cool. five so nothing. Five nothing. Five okay, nothing. Here we go. Here we go. All right, guys, help us out in the comments, because we we need it, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I need it. <laughs> all right. Next word. Get. Get. That's such a simple word. Get. 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 I, I don't know. That was a toughie. There you go. All right. I hope you guys heard that pastration in the background. All right, next word, next we word. Need to mic him up now. I know, seriously. All right, this is going to be our last word, all right? Let's do it. Please. That's please. What the heck? Please. Oh my goodness. Please. Let's just do another one. Yeah, we better. <laughs> I'm sure John's like, breathe. Breathe. I feel like I had this the other day. All right, let's do another one. Queen. <laughs> dancing queen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the best I had, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's it, that's it. Um, I'm glad you knew the melody. Cause I was... <laughs> oh. I, I missed that. Oh, he did the YMCA, you missed um, it. Oh, I missed word. it. Yeah. Right. Was that, the village people did that? Oh my yeah. goodness. Mississippi Ooh. queen. If you know yeah, what I that's mean. That's good. Is that Molly Hatchet? Who is that? Hallelujah. Um, um, um. If you be my Dixie chicken, I'll be it. No, that ain't that. You got me. Well you done. Destroyed Kevin. me. It's oh, okay. Oh, my word. That was awesome. That was fun. Thank Ooh. you guys for joining us for Song Challenge. Yes. Now we're going to go into a powerful time of prayer with Barrett. It's going to be awesome. Uh, if you have any prayer requests, if there is anything that you would like us to be partnering with you in faith for, uh, put it in the comments right now, and we're going to be praying with you for you, partnering our faith with you. So let's jump into prayer with Barrett. Welcome to Mountain Move in Prayer here on the broadcast. As you guys know, we want to go through some confessions that we have here in Boomerang and on the broadcast that are inspired by the Word of God. And today, confessions is a little bit longer and we actually get to go into a time of prayer. And let's go ahead and dive in real quick to something that the Lord really started talking to me about this morning because he... Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So today, I just want to read you a scripture that just got me so stirred up this morning. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 
Two, it says, in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the, uh, notes, verse three, I'm sorry. Among them, we too all formerly lived in the lusts of our flesh, indulging in the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest, but God. Today's a but God day. No matter what has been, God is bigger. God is mightier. But God being rich in mercy, God is so rich in his mercy because of his great love with which he loved us even when we were dead in our transgressions, we were made alive together in Christ. Today we are alive. Alive. It's not a, it's gonna happen. It's a, it is happened. It already happened. We're alive in Christ with him. So today when we pray, we are praying from a position of life and life in abundance. We're praying from our seat in the heavenly places with God and what you speak, you're speaking it in the image of your Lord and savior because he's alive and you're alive in him. So let's confess some things today and our words go forth and they will accomplish what we send them to do. Let's do confession number three here on the daily broadcast and join your voice with mine. Confession number three says, as we put it on the screen for you to see, we have divine health in our bodies now and we carry an anointing for supernatural healing. Now let's make it personal. I have divine health in my body now and I carry an anointing for supernatural healing. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you for being our healer. We thank you, God, for Jesus, we thank you that on that cross, you took the penalty of death. You took the penalty of sin. And by your stripes, we were healed. We're not waiting to be healed. We're the healed of the Lord right now. We have your healing now. I speak to every home, every person watching in the name of Jesus, fullness of life be in Jesus' name. We thank you, God. We thank you for a revelation of life today inside the mind, the will, and the emotions of the people watching. Let us be renewed today. Let our minds be renewed to the word. God, we thank you. Thank you for healing your people. Thank you that when the word is preached, there is power that's released. We thank you, God, that the word being preached today on this broadcast, that it's healing people in their homes right now. In the name of Jesus, even now as we're praying, there are ears that are popping open, ears that have been stuffed up and plugged up in Jesus' name. We thank you, God, that those blockages are being opened now in the name of Jesus. We thank you that every scale falls from the eyes of viewers. We thank you that things that have blocked their vision, God, spiritually or physically, those scales fall now in Jesus' mighty name because we are alive in Christ. Though we were dead, we are made alive now in Jesus' mighty name. I thank you, God, that things that were dead in their lives, dreams that were dead, they're coming to life today. Dreams that were dead are raising. They're supernaturally being raised up 
dreams come alive now in the name of Jesus. Come alive now. Identity in Christ, come alive now. Let the spirit man rise up on the inside of every single viewer in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you, Father. God, we praise you. You are the Lord of this broadcast. You are the Lord of this time. We thank you, Lord, that the word accomplishes that which it was sent to do. And we thank you that today there is freedom coming into the homes of every viewer. There's freedom coming into people's jobs. I declare in Jesus' name that Lisa Lamb has favor. She increases in wisdom and power and favor with God and man. And she has divine favor on her meeting with her boss today. In Jesus' name, God, give her that favor and that peace now. God, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that the word surgically, surgically separates every deception from the man and woman of God. We thank you, God, that deceptions are just cut off precisely by the word. Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Father, that your people walk out a free man because they were already made free. It's who you've called us to be, alive and free. God, let us be the fullness of who you've called us to be. Let us walk in it today, Lord. Let us see further beyond we've ever seen. Let us be more than we've ever been before because it's you who lives. It's not even us that does it. It's by grace through faith. God, let faith rise up in your viewers right now. Let faith to receive rise up now. Let the spirit of faith grow. Let our capacity to receive you, let it grow now in Jesus' mighty name. Expand our capacity. Help to grow us, Lord. May we come off of the milk of the word and into the meat of the word today. Let us grow in maturity, increase in wisdom, increase in stature, increase in favor. God, help us. Help us to receive the fullness of what you have for us during this broadcast. During this time, God, help us to receive you. Help us to have you. Lord, we need you. We need you, God. We need you. Lord, help us. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, that this day, that you designed it, that you ordained it. God, we thank you. Your plans for us are good. Your plans for us are good. God, we thank you that today you have good plans. Help us to be aware of you. Help us to perceive you. God, help us to know when you're here. Help us to know when you're pleased. Help us to know the heart of God. Holy Spirit, help us. Help us to know the Father's heart. Help us to know what grieves him. Help us to know what pleases him, what moves him. God, help us to have your heart today. Let there be in Jesus' name, for those who would have ears to hear it and faith to receive it, I ask now in Jesus' name that there be a heart transplant between a stony heart and the heart that's alive. Lord, in Jesus' name, replace our hearts with your heart. Replace our drive with what drives you. God, give us your mind today. We already have access to it. Right now we receive it. By faith, we stretch out to receive you bigger than we've ever received you before, further than we've ever received before, God. We thank you. We thank you that there's a portal open over this broadcast. We thank you that there's a portal of revelation knowledge that's ours to be had. And by faith, we will receive your wisdom today. By faith, we have you today. It's not even a question of if you're giving it. It's who you are. You're the giver. 
It's who you are. You can't not give. You're the giver. It's your nature. You're the God who provides. God, give us your wisdom. Give us your revelation. Give us your knowledge as we purpose in our hearts to receive it. God, we thank you. Thank you that the seed of the word today, that it is firmly and deeply planted and rooted inside the hearts of the men and women watching. And may that seed produce life. May that seed do exactly what seeds are called to do and produce. God, we thank you for it. We praise you. We give you glory. We thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, for your anointing. We thank you for the help that we have. We're not alone. We have help today. You have help at your job right now. You have, you have help with you today. You're not alone. You've got a helper who is with you, in you, and wants to operate through you. And today, we're going to learn how to operate on a level that we've only dreamed of being on before as we enter What's the Word with Pastor Brian, Pastor Eddie Smith, and Brother Tracy Harris. What an honor to have these mighty men of God here, and we're so excited about it. Are you ready? Are you in expectation to receive? Because God's got something for you. Oh, I'm so excited. Go ahead and put it in the comments. Put some hands up and say, I'm receiving today as we hand it over to pastors and Brother Tracy. It's going to be so good. Make sure you share the broadcast. We're going to give you an opportunity to do that right now. And we're going to hand it over to these mighty men of God. Amen. Hello, everybody. Welcome to What's the Word today with Brother Tracy Harris and Pastor Eddie Smith. Good to be here. We Glory are blessed today. Yes, Glory sir. to God. Thank y'all for being here. It's Love a joy. you so much. Yeah. yeah. Pastor. Hallelujah. Amen. And uh, we just welcome you. If you haven't shared the broadcast already, do it. Uh, this is going to be such a blessing. I am so excited about having you guys on today and uh, looking forward to what the Lord has put on your heart. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this broadcast so far, the song challenge. I don't, I don't know, you could probably hear us uh, making noise off, off screen, but uh, we were having our own so song challenge over here. We, we were singing our own songs, and they did really good to focus. But uh, we wanted to talk yesterday while we were here. Uh, we wanted to, we started talking about how can we be a better Christian? How can you be a better Christian? Whether you are just now coming into the kingdom or maybe not even there yet, or I've been walking with the Lord for a long, long time. How can we go to the next level? And uh, I didn't know that you would be here today, but then I told you what we were talking about. And, yeah. he, and Brother Eddie said this. He said, I just preached that. I said, well, that's why you're here. Glory exactly. to God. Exactly. So, we had, now listen, if you have not been here in Albemarle, North Carolina, we've been having special services. Uh, tonight's our last night, 6.30 p.m. Uh, with Brother Tracy Harris. And I'm telling you, they have been precious. Just powerful, powerful words, healing, miracles. Things are changing in people's lives. Praise and, God. And uh, were you blessed last night? Oh, by it was so good. It was so rich. <laughs> and uh, I'll tell you, I've... 
I am just so excited to see what God is doing. Yes. You know, when you told me that, uh, of course, I walked in, you know, just to watch the program. And, uh, <laughs> you know, Barrett told me I was going to be on this morning. Yeah. And then I asked you, you know, I asked Pastor, you know, what, what were you, what's showing your heart this morning? And he said, what he was talking about yesterday. Well, I watched yesterday. Right. And I said, well, I just preached on this Sunday morning. Yeah. And so... You know, it is a special word, I believe, that God is saying right now yes. to challenge His people that if you want a better life, you can have a better life now. Yes. You know, the Bible teaches us that physical exercise, you know, there's some gain, there's some good to physical exercise, but godliness is profitable in all things, not only in the life to come. Most people, they're only preparing for the life to come. But the Bible yeah. says it's profitable for the life that now is. is. In yeah. other words, you can have a better life right now. now. Yes, sir. And I remember, you know, when I first got saved, I, you know, a lot of people, they, they grew up Baptist or Pentecostal or Catholic. Well, I grew up heathen. Yeah. I've always told people, <laughs> I, I grew up heathen. You know, we didn't go to church. And, yeah. and uh, so... When I started going to church after graduating from high school, the only reason I went was because my girlfriend's mama insisted that I go, or I couldn't see her anymore. Well, I wound up yeah. getting born again, Yeah. and then the, they gave me a Bible, and the people that gave me a Bible had been asking me for a whole year to get saved, and once I got saved and started reading the Bible and believing, then they got upset with me because I believed the Bible. Yeah. But here's the thing. <laughs> I grew up in poverty. Yeah. I grew up around, uh, there was just drama in people's lives and marriages you know, fussing and fighting all the time. And when I read the Bible, I saw that Jesus said that you could have life and life yes. more abundant. Yeah. And so, you know, I just made a decision. I'm going to have a better life. Yeah, right. But it yeah. requires change. Yes. If you're going to go to the next level, next level requires change. Yes. Praise God. That's right. So that's what I did. I made a decision. I'm going to change. I realized I had the ability to change with the help of God. Anybody watching today wants a better life, spiritually, physically, financially, in your relationship, you can have it, and you have the ability to change. Yeah. Amen. I think that, uh, you know, my, my, my job today, I'm so honored to have both of you here. Uh, you are a blessing uh, to my life. It's been my honor just to not only meet you, to be, but be a part of your life and you to be a part of mine. It's been such a blessing. One of the things that I would... Uh, I really feel like my role here today while we're on the broadcast is this, is to basically get it back to you as quick as I can. Because I just want to hear from, from you guys. You've been doing ministry. Uh, you have been persistent. You've been diligent. And you've seen success. And uh, I really don't want to talk. I just want to hear from you all. What would you say is, you know, Pastor Tracy, what would you say is somebody no matter what level that they're at, no matter what level that they're at, this will take you, if you will be diligent to this, this is going to take you to the next level. What would, what would elevate them no matter what? What are some of those key basics? And even if somebody's been walking with the Lord a long time, mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of like Vince Lombardi, we're going to do the basics. Yeah, and right. they'll know what we're running. They won't be able to stop us. What are some yeah. of those things that are not just going to take us to... Uh, a status quo Christian right. life, sure, but a normal to God, heavenly normal. Well, let's um, <clears throat> let's get started with one thing. There are probably a list of four, five, six, ten things you could just rattle off, but that's not what the Lord's leading me to do to answer that question. Yep, because 
You know, one of the things that we have to remember is there's seven and a half billion people on the planet. Many of them have never even heard the name of Jesus. You grew up heathen. Mm -hmm. You didn't even know a, a better life existed. Exactly. So the number one, more than anything else, I felt so strongly about this one thought, and that is faith for change. You talked about you can change. But it's not just about pulling yourself up by your bootstraps and making a new resolution. No. Mm -mm. There's supernatural help. See, if you could change it, you, would al you already would have. Right. Problem is, people don't know what they don't know. Right. And so the scripture says that they perish for a lack of knowledge. Right. And one of the things they don't know is they actually have access to something that can change everything. Yeah. Yes. And that is not only Jesus, who is the author of all creation, and really who, who has a better destiny for them than they realize they're, they're, they're created by him. But the bigger thing that comes up in me so strongly right now is Hebrews 11.6. It says yes. that he that cometh to God. Yes. So maybe you've never even come to God. Maybe you're not born again. But in anything, even after you're born again, if you're going to come to God, if any human is going to come to God, they must. Yes. This is not like a something that, well, some people can come this way and some people can come this way. So, no, no. He said, if anyone comes to God, he must. must. It's an absolute. This is an absolute spiritual law for eternity. Yes. They must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder. Yes. Of them. Them who? Them that come. He yeah. said, all that come to me, I will no wise cast out. So there's nowhere you've been, nothing you've done. You haven't gone so far. You're not broken so bad. God can't fix it and you can start over right now. But if you're going to come to God, you must come because you believe he is. And that he's a rewarder of them. The them be you. The person that comes yes. to God is the them. That he is a rewarder of them. Those that come to God by faith, even if, even if they don't feel like they have a lot of faith. Just what you have. God's not looking for what you don't have. He's looking for what you do have. Yep. So mm -hmm. I think about Peter many times when Brother Oral Roberts said once, you probably don't even know who Oral Roberts is, but, 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 but a mighty man of God who changed the world, really much of what we Amen. teach today, yeah. he framed what we're saying. And, and because God visited him and supernaturally used him. The point I'm making is he talked about Peter, and almost everybody knows about Peter walking on the water if they've heard any Bible stories. Yeah. And I think about the 11 guys in the boat. Peter sank. But the key phrase is, he said, oh, Peter, he said, why did you fear, you know, oh, ye of little faith. He used the phrase little faith. Yes. Here's the point about that. <clears throat> a lot of people criticize Peter. Oh, his faith was little. That's why he began to sink. But you can either look at life on the negative side or you can look at it on the positive side because there was 11 guys sitting on that boat. And I heard Brother Oral Roberts say one time, and I've never forgotten it, Peter proved that with even just a little bit of faith, you can tackle an ocean. Glory to yeah. God. So I want to say to you, God's not looking for what you don't have. God's looking for what you do have. Faith yeah. is like a seed. If you plant what you do have, it'll grow. So for me to say that, I've got one more statement, then I want to kick it back over to you two. Uh, and, and Brother Eddie probably has something to say this. <clears throat> okay. In Romans 12, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, I'm, reading, I'm going to quote three verses, because we don't have a, a long, long time on the broadcast. We have a limited time. So I'm quoting it because it's in me. But it's not in you, probably. You probably don't have this down in you to quote it like I am. So I need you to hear it with your ears. Just open your heart. So I'm going to be a little slow about it briefly. He said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. So this is all God's mercy to help yeah. you get the life 
that you cannot have without doing it his way. He's opened the yes. door for you to have a better life. And you may not even know you can have a better life, but everything can change. And he's given you the one thing that can change anything. Mm -hmm. Amen. He said, I'm beseeching you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies, come to God, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And listen, be not conformed to this world. <clears throat> Don't be squeezed in this world's way of doing things or yes. smoke or, or the life you have now thinking yes. I'm stuck here. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you yep. may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You see, you need to understand that God has a perfect will that you have to prove out that you don't even know yes. is a better life than you're experiencing. So verse 3 says, I say to every man that is among you. Now hear me. I say to every person that is among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Right. right now you have the one thing God has given every man to change your life. You can change your life from outside the will of God to into the perfect will of God. And what will do that is the measure yeah. of faith. But he that cometh to God must, be, must believe. So if you'll use not what faith you don't have, but what faith you do have, God will accept that seed. You take one step toward him, he'll take two steps towards you, and things will begin to supernaturally change, stuff that you yes. can change on your own. You can say, God, I know life has got to be better than this, and I'm going to turn things over to you. So here's the thing. Here's the, here's the final thought I want to give you about that. I say to every man that's among you, Romans 12, 3, by the grace of God to every man that's among you, that's you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think soberly or clearly or have a sound mind, for God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. That means, number one, you have faith, and number two, if you're trying to do it on your own, your own strength, and you're frustrated, it's because you're actually thinking more highly of yourself than you ought to think. You may not think so, right. but you're in pride. So until you lay that pride down and come to God and say, God, I can't do it. Therefore, I have to believe for it. At that moment, the grace of God will come. Yes. Change will begin to come. And God will get involved in your situation. And you can be a rank heathen. Mm -hmm. But he'll change yes. your life from being outside the will of God to inside the will of God. And faith is the agent that every human has. Yeah. Faith for change. Yes, exactly. And faith comes by hearing. So the purpose of the broadcast today is so they can hear yes. that they have hope. Amen. Amen. There's hope here. Yes. You can become the Christian God says in his word. Exactly. Yes, sir. Brother Eddie. Well, you know, Joel talks about multitudes in the valid decision. I firmly believe that it begins, the better life in Christ begins as soon as a person makes that decision. Because the faith is available just by hearing the Word of God. A person sitting here watching this broadcast right now, they may be lost in sin, they could be saved, but you know, never have experienced the, better, the, the life that God wants them to have to go to the next level yeah. in whatever area of life it may be. You see, the gospel, Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it. The gospel yes. is the power of God unto salvation to all that believe, to all that have faith. And God gives that measure of faith to each and every person. The, that word power there means inherent power. The gospel, which is the good news that we're preaching right now, 
it has the inherent power, like a seed has the power within itself to produce a certain fruit. And so when a person makes a decision, there may be somebody who's in that valid decision right now. The word decision in the Hebrew literally means sharp pointed, sharp pointed. Now I used this illustration recently when I was talking to our youth because I knew that there were several people that were in the valid decision. And you know, when you make a choice, you actually eliminate the thing that you don't choose. God says, I lay before you life and death. I lay before you blessing and cursing. If you choose life, you eliminated death. If you choose blessing, you eliminated curse. Yes. Well, on the other hand, the same is true. If you choose death, you eliminate the life of God. If you choose to curse, you eliminate the blessing of God. Yes. It's not like you can have both at the same time. You're going to either have one or the other. And it begins with that decision. Now, that yeah. decision means sharp pointed. My wife had asked me to put these shelves up in a, in a closet. Well, once I got started, the screws that came with the shelving, yeah. I could not get them to go into the two before, through the sheetrock into the two before because the wood was so hard. Mm. So I had this idea. <laughs> and I went and got a nail, a hammer yeah. and a nail, and I drove it about a half inch into the wood. The sharp yeah. point of the nail made a way for the screw to That's go good. in. Take hold. When yeah. you make that decision, that sharp pointed decision, it That's makes great. a way for everything that goes with it to yes. follow. So if you choose life, if you choose blessing, you've actually made a way for yeah. God to work in your life, to bring you up to a higher level. Yes, you absolutely. See? And that's, that's the reason that when I was a young man, after living in poverty and seeing all the destruction and the misery that I'd seen from my parents and my grandparents, one of the things that I discovered, according to 1 Peter, we've been redeemed. And one of the things we've been redeemed from, other than sin and the curse of the law, we've been redeemed from the tradition handed down by oh, yes. our fathers and Thanks grandfathers, yes. God. That's right, the brother. no good way of life, one yeah. translation said. So I realized I've been redeemed from that no good, useless way of <laughs> life passed down to me, yeah. you know, by my fathers and grandfathers and the people that I grew up around. So thank God, I believe, like Brother Tracy was saying, that's the first point, the first decision in, in having the better life is to say, I choose Christ Jesus as my Lord because he came to give us life. And life more abundantly. Yes. Praise God. Amen. Amen. You know, yeah, I do have something to say today, <laughs> very briefly. Um, most people, Brother Eddie, and, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw something out there that folks may not like a lot, <laughs> but it's a fact. It's a spiritual law. Preachers don't even know that faith is a choice. Exactly. Yeah. And I can prove it from the Bible. He says with Thomas, after Jesus was raised from the dead, he made a statement. And here's what happened to Thomas. Jesus appeared to the 10 of them. You know, Judas wasn't there. He went and hung himself. If you read scripture, so there was 11 of them. Well, they were behind closed doors and lock and key, and Thomas was not there. So Jesus and his resurrected body appeared to the 10 disciples of the 12 that were left. Thomas got offended. Now, it doesn't say that directly. Right. Totally convinced that Thomas was upset that Jesus appeared to them when he wasn't there. <laughs> Got his feelings hurt. Got his feelings hurt. Yeah. 
So the offense, that's one thing we need to understand. Uh, yeah, if, you, if, you, if yeah. you get offended, it'll kill your faith. Yes, yeah, it will. Yes. Yeah. That's what prompted him to say, I will not believe unless I see. See what's going on yeah. here? Mm-hmm. And he made a statement. Now see, it's an exercise of his will. He chose yeah. it. He chose. Exactly. Now, here's the thing about it that, that people miss, is that when Jesus did appear again, he said, Thomas, here I am. He said, and he repeated Thomas's words to him, which means that even though Thomas wasn't there, Jesus was right there whether they saw him or not and yeah. heard everything Thomas was saying. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He repeated to Thomas what he had said. Even though Thomas didn't think the Lord heard, he, said it to the, <laughs> he just said it to them. Yeah. I will not believe unless because he said it out of offense. Yeah. He said, here I am. He said, put your finger in the nails of my hand. Thrust your fist in my side. He said, be not, listen, be not faithless, right. but believing. Mm-hmm. He said, blessed are they. He said, you believe because you've seen. Blessed are they yeah. that believe because they have not seen. And he was telling Thomas, it's your choice to believe what you see or what I say. Yeah, That's just like David. Remember, David said in Psalms twenty-seven, thirteen, he said, "I would have fainted." That's what he said. Unless, unless I had believed, believed to yeah. see. So he made a choice. The goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. He made a choice. He now, chose to believe to see the absolutely. Goodness. And one of the great scriptures. One of the great scriptures. So you can choose the word. That's why he says, "Choose life." Yeah. Yes. Amen. See, when you choose life, you have faith in life. Right. You choose to live the life of faith. Yes. And. And in, in Job 22, 28, we all know this. Well, I say we do. We all know that. They may not. We all know this verse very well. Decree a thing and it'll be established. Yeah. yeah. People don't know that the Hebrew word for decree is actually the word for decide. Decide. And I want to read it in the Amplified Classic. It says, you shall also decide and decree a thing and it shall be established for you. And the light of God's favor shall shine upon your ways. Yeah. So it's exactly what you're talking about with that nail. See, that nail went in there and made a way. Right. So what happens is once you decide something, whack! Yeah. The, the, the way to get it done is established. There's something now to take hold. Your faith has something to take hold of. And exactly. really, really what the Bible calls that is hope. Yeah. What the Bible really calls that is the goal setter of faith or the eye of faith. And it says in Hebrews 11:1, 1, therefore are now, consequently, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Yeah, yeah. Faith deals primarily with the unseen. Now, it has eyes. It has vision. It's not abstract. It's not blind. But it deals with a realm that the human eye can't see. So the point is, we're really talking to the people about an abundant life that's out there for them that they've not experienced yet, that is available, that can be had. But you're going to have to come to God and trust that He has a better life for you than you know how to live on your own. Yeah. But if you'll do that, and begin to submit yourself. That's what he says. Don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to think. That's right. Till you start living by faith, you're in pride. Yeah. It's just that simple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it says in Habakkuk chapter 2, it goes on to say, the, the soul that is, up, that is lifted up in himself is not upright within himself for the just shall live by faith, which means, where is boasting excluded by the law? Nay, but by the law of faith. Mm-hmm. Right. If I could do it, I wouldn't have to believe for it. Right. So the fact that I choose to believe for it guarantees I'm out of works and into grace. The moment I decide to believe, 
I've taken myself out of me doing it in my strength. Yes. Yeah. Because I'm saying I can't do it. Right. Or wouldn't have to believe for it. Because if I could do it, why believe for it? Mm -hmm. So when I come to God, it's an act of worship. I'm literally yes. saying to him, you're greater than me. I, lay, I put my cares on you. I lay my life before you because the, big, the greatness you have for my future, I can't do. I don't have the physical attributes, the ability, the prowess, the strength, the education, and the money to do the thing you created me to do. Mm -hmm. Because what you created me to do, you gave me in my spirit because that's who I am. It's in the spirit realm. It's in the kingdom I can't see. So to get it down in this realm where I hold it and handle it and see it, this life, I'm going to faith is my connector. Yeah. yeah. So the point is, he's dealt to every man the measure of faith. Here's the point. They already have a substance from another world yes. to change their world. Yes. Exactly. They can change anything. Amen. Anybody listening can change anything. Exactly. Absolutely anything. Yeah. From outside the will of God into the will of God and the agent to change it, you already have Yes. And you have yeah. it today because your faith comes by hearing and you're hearing something. You're hearing what you need today. So just yeah. make the decision that this is the last day I'm going to be broke. Yes. This is the last day I'm going to say I'm confused. I don't know what to do. Yes. This is the last day I'm going to be depressed. I just choose today that God has a better life for me. I refuse to live this way anymore. My mom, yeah. strong woman, loved God, but was a manic depression, literally manic depressive for a time. Uh, by the way, Mom, if you happen to be seeing this, I love you. She's 95 years old, taking women all over the world. Hallelujah. I don't know if you're watching today, but I love you, Mama. And she made a choice. I told her one day, thank you for choosing life. I could have lived most of my life without a mama. She, she got in the car one day under manic depression, suicidal depression, literally ran it at my dad, ran him off the road. There's other things people don't know I grew up in. And, and uh, I, my childhood was wonderful. They were heroic. This was only a, a window of time. But anybody can get into that place if you allow yourself. If your identity's in the wrong thing, you can get sucked into a black hole of depression. If you, you allow yourself. Out. That's the point. Yeah. Yep. She, she didn't know how to swim, didn't know, and, and I still remember, she's sitting on the side of the pool, and she told me this story. She sat there one day, God, I just want to die. She was so depressed, suicidal depression, I just want to die. Mm. I'm going to jump in this pool and drown myself. She said it was the voice, it probably wasn't audible, but it sounded as if it were audible. And she said, the Lord spoke to me and said, if you want to live, don't ever say that again. Wow. Amen. Glory and to God. And it was a turning point, and she chose to live. And I've still got a mom that's taken, and she's 95 years old. Amen. And, but understand, I wouldn't have that mom if she hadn't made that choice. And she made that choice because she heard and believed the word of the Lord that came to her that, you know what? And so she, she pulled herself up. She went inside and looked in the mirror. And her name is Doris. And she said, Doris Harris, <laughs> you're not going to live like this. Do you hear me? And she stared at herself in the mirror. Stared that depression down. Yeah. And everybody's got that choice. Yes. Everybody. Yes. If you'll do yes. that today, you'll be delivered. Amen. Now, I don't care what it is, you can come out of it. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Make that choice. Choose life. Yes. Amen. Well, the Bible says that Abraham believed God. Yeah. Now, let me ask you something. When Abraham <laughs> believed God, what, he, what had he just came out of? Oh, yeah. What kind of religion had he came out of? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was he a born-again Christian? No. no. Lord. He wasn't really even what you would consider a Hebrew or Israelite no, yet because the nation hadn't been created. The nation came out of here. Yeah. And a lot of people, <laughs> you know, a lot of people think, well, my life is like this because it's just automatically the will of God. 
But the will of God is not automatic. That's right. You know, recently I was studying the word if in the Bible. If is one of the biggest words in the Bible. Yes, As sir. far yes. as its power. Yes, sir. Because the conditions of God always have a promise. Uh, the promises <laughs> of God always have a condition. My God. And over 500 times, just in the New Testament alone, God said, if, if you do this, I'll do this. Yeah. Well, thinking about Abraham, God showed up one day to this man, Abram, and he said, now I want to make a covenant with you. This is what I want to do for you. This is what I want to do in your life. I want you to experience this and this and this. And God said, as for me. <laughs> now, if I say as for me, I'm not speaking for you. No. God wasn't speaking for Abram. He was speaking for him, yeah. himself. The choice was left up to Abraham as yes. to what he wanted. And so I'm just going to put it down in everyday vernacular where people could understand it. When, Abraham, when God said to Abraham, this is what I want. This is the covenant that I want to make with you as for me. Yes. Abraham basically said, me too. Ditto. That's what I want. What God, what you said, that's what I want. And Abraham believed God. And it was put to his account, to his yes. credit. Yeah. Now we know the Bible, King James says righteous. But let me just break it down. He was right. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Now everybody wants to be right. Yes. Everybody wants to be right. When you say, God, I believe you. Mm-hmm. I believe that your word is true. Yes. I believe that Jesus Christ came into this world as a man, died on the cross for my sins. I believe he died. Yep. You raised him from the dead on the third day. He was seen for by many people 40 days. He ascended into heaven. He sat down at the right hand of yes. God. And I confess that he is my Lord and my Savior. You're doing exactly the same thing that Abraham did yes. on that day when he said, I believe you. Yeah. With no, without any proof without any evidence of anything whatsoever yeah. that what God was saying, there was no physical proof whatever whatsoever. He just believed it. It would be no different than if one of you said, meet me in the morning and I will give you $10,000. Meet me at Hardy's at 8 o'clock in the morning. Now, if I had faith, yeah. if I believed I you, show up at eight o'clock. I would show up at 8 o'clock. Actually, I'd be there early <laughs> because I believe. Now, here's the question. But what if you had lied to me? Several right. times. Am yeah. I going to go out of my way? No. But God is not a man that he should That's lie. That's right. Yeah. Has he said it? Shall he not do it? Yeah. He watches over his word to perform it. Yes. So those that are watching right now, if you'll say, Lord, I believe you. I believe your word. I believe it's yes. your will to bless me, to give me the abundant life. Those that are already saved and you're looking for yes. even a better life. Remember, next level requires change. And you just say, Lord, I believe that I can change by the power of God working in me. Mm-hmm. I believe it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm going I'm to kick <clears throat> shortly something back to you, but I'm going to pick up where he is. Uh, two thoughts here. One, when God said, as for me. And then he told Abraham what would be for him in the future. So I want you to understand it's established in heaven. What's left is for you to establish it in your heart. Because it's settled on God's end. It's in God's now. Yep, amen. It's in God's present. Yep. If you'll accept and agree with God, and since he cannot lie, the only way to be right, as you, well, as you pointed out, is to agree with him. Can any two walk together except they be agreed? Yeah. And so this is how Abraham got his miracle. He considered not his own body. Right. Now dead, now the deadness of Sarah's womb. Brother Brian, I feel like you're going to speak. There's something that's going to come out of this. So grab your Bible and open it to Genesis 18, 19. 
I'm going to have you read that verse here on camera because it's going to prove what Brother Eddie just said. And while you're going there, I want to just make a comment about Romans 4. It says, Abraham considered not his own body, now dead, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Now, here's the point I want to make about that. He was, his body was totally against hope that he could have a child. And God told him he could. Right. Sarah's womb was dead. But he told them that about this time next year, they were going right. to have a miracle, but nothing in the natural looked like it was even possible. Right. Now, some of the old manuscripts say he considered his body. King James says he considered not his body. Right. Now, don't be confused in your Bible if it reads differently. It's because it's taken from <clears throat> a different, older text. Some texts are hundreds of years apart. Here's the point, which is right. The Bible contradicts itself. No, it doesn't. He did both. Right. My whole point is he made a choice. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> he actually did both. He looked at his body, which was dead, yep. realized it was dead. Yeah. It won't do this. Looked at Sarah's womb, it was dead. Realized her womb was dead. It won't do it. And he made a choice to not consider that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? It so does. once again, faith is a choice. Hallelujah. He chose, and what you consider affects your faith. Yeah. So he chose not to consider the natural facts, but come to a higher place to consider the truth of God's word, that God cannot lie. The creator of the universe has made a cut blood covenant oath with me. And he said, as for me, I want to be your shield and exceeding great reward. Mm -hmm. yeah. I want to give you a son. And here's where Abraham came to. Despite all my faults, all my failures, my body, my, my saying Sarah's, you know, my sister, and she's my half sister and my compromise and all the pressure, despite all the mistakes I've made, he came to a place where he was fully yeah. persuaded that God was able to perform what he had promised. So he's saying God's able to do it. Even though I have some shortcomings, right. God will do his part and make up for the part I can't do. That's yeah. why. I'm, so God took my faith. He took Abraham's faith as if Abraham had done everything perfect. Yeah. Right. Now Amen. the conditional part, you talked about if, would you read Genesis 18, 19? Because it proves his point about Abraham. Would yeah. you just read it? Is there a translation you want me to no, read? No, I'm in, in okay. King James. Okay. It basically says, because God tells him, I, I chose him because I know this about him. Yeah. Yeah. And therefore, that I may do. So God promised yeah. him he would do something, but Abraham had to do something for God to be able to do his part. Yeah. Would you exactly. read it? It says, for I know him that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he had spoken of. Him. What Amen. does that say to you? What does that verse say to you about God and Abraham's relationship? Yeah, it, it shows a father that's looking at him and saying, he's going to follow the will of my heart. And yeah. if he follows that, then I'll be able to bring about the promise that it, I want to it, get in Isn't him. that key, the key phrase? Yeah. That if Abraham doesn't follow that, yes. can God bring it about? No. So does that change God or his promise? Is God a liar? No. no. So he's simply saying, if he meets these conditions, I will be able to fully do for him yes. what I told him I was going to do. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Well, it's like uh, the eyes of the Lord look to and fro throughout the whole earth, looking for someone whose heart is pure towards him, that he might show himself strong on his behalf. He's looking for somebody that will say, Lord, I'll do your will, that makes that decision like what you're talking yeah. about. Lord, I see you. I recognize you. I recognize I need you. And I'm going to do this. And if we will make a true 
heartfelt decision, God says, I can move strongly in your behalf. I can show the world my glory through you, and you will be blessed in the process. The people around you will be blessed in the process. I'll overflow life, life in abundance. I'll move it into you in ways that are supernatural, that the world will look at and say, that's not normal. And that's where we arise and shine the glory of God, and he will draw kings and nations to the brightness of his glory on us, of course, in Isaiah 60. And and this is what God's calling us to do. Going back to Romans Romans 12, the verses you were in, Romans 12, 1, 2, and 3. You know, one of those says, another translation, verse 1 says, our spiritual service of worship. Absolutely. As we worship God. But then I love it in verse 2 because it says that as we will give ourselves not to be molded into the world's squeeze, frame and box. Squeezed yes. into the world's mold. Not molded. Exactly. Yeah. But not yep. conformed, but transformed. <coughs> transformed. He says, then we will prove that which is good and acceptable and perfect. So the decisions that we make will start a transformation, and that transformation will start a manifestation. And that manifestation will then, it will be a proof to the world. And if I'm, you know, let's say that, that you had not come out of that heathen background yet, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was living within a transformed life. Then you would look at my life and say, you know, I don't know that I, I don't know about this Jesus guy necessarily, but something's up with his life. Yeah. And it would start to prove to you that God's will is good, Mm -hmm. that God's will is perfect, and God's will is worthy of accepting. It'll be a proof to you, and it'll show you. This is why we've got to live in this. This is not just... It's not just a uh, an option. We should not see it as an option. Do we have the option to go forward with God? Absolutely. God gives us the option. We're not robots. But once we're, He's our Lord. Yeah. We should take. I see your option that you're giving me, but I set that aside forever, and I will go after you. I will make a decision because I've got a gospel to prove in my life, Amen. an overflow of your glory, and when people. See See the glory that you've given me; it'll overflow into the lives of the people around me. Exactly. You know, uh, Pastor, there you know, you, when you began the broadcast today, I was talking about you know people need to know how to be a better Christian. How can I walk out my faith? How can I live it out in daily life? Well, it goes back to what we've been talking about today. But just believe in God. Yes. You know, just making a choice to believe God. I, I was a uh, thinking about how the Bible talks about the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, which yeah. simply means, you know, oh, when yeah. I give my testimony of what God's done for me, yeah. the same anointing that created the miracle in the first place is released to do that, create that miracle again for anybody that's watching and hearing it. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, when we got saved, my wife and I, well, she grew up in church and uh, after we got saved, uh, well, but even before we had gotten married, she had rededicated her life to the Lord because she had drifted away. She came back to God. We got married, and then after a while, as uh, young couples normally do, we wanted to have a baby, and we began to try to get pregnant. Couldn't get pregnant. Went to a doctor. Doctors couldn't figure out what was wrong. I asked him to send us to the best doctors possible. I had insurance at that time, working with General Motors that paid for everything. He sent us to the world-famous 
uh, doctors, forerunners of the birth control pill right. in, in Augusta, Georgia. After six months of treatment, they called us in and said, you will never be able to get pregnant. You will never be able to have a child. <laughs> because my wife had a disease called endometriosis. And they said, when you came to us, it was in the fourth and final stages. And you will never be able to have a baby. Well, we got in the car. I laughed because I know the end of the story. <laughs> and I told my wife, I said, don't accept that. Yes. God says, I yes. will take sickness and disease away from the midst of you. There will be nothing barren among you. Abraham and Sarah, he was talking about what Abraham did, the choice that he and Sarah both made. They didn't consider the deadness of their body, yes. the deadness of her womb. They considered what God said. Because yes. God has said, your seed will be like the stars of the sky and yes. the sand of the seashore. And yeah. so, you know, we, we just simply stood on the word of God. The Bible says, and this is one of the scriptures that we claim right here. I, I felt like God wanted me to share this with somebody yeah. that's watching today. He says, your wife shall be as a fruitful yeah. vine by the sides yeah. of thine house, your children like olive plants round, round about, about your, your table. table. Now, right about that time, uh, our pastor, David Dunning from uh, Savannah, Georgia now, he had uh, just an old country preacher. I mean, this guy couldn't hardly, you know, some people speak several languages. He couldn't even hardly speak English. <laughs> I mean, he was countryfied, but he had anointing upon his life. And I'll never forget this. I got up that morning, the very next week after we were told that, our pastor had uh, revival services morning and night. He had two preachers. One was to preach the first half of the week, leave on Wednesday morning. The other one would come in and pick up on Wednesday yeah. night, finish out the week. Well, Wednesday morning, when my wife got up, she was not, I won't go into the details about things, but she was not able, physically able to go to church that morning. And so um, I had my own business, and so I could kind of, you know, I was free to do as I pleased at that time. And she said, well, you go ahead and I'll call you if I need you. So I went. After the service, the minister walked up to me. He said, may I ask where your wife is? which I thought was strange. And he said, the reason is the Lord told me to pray for her before I leave. And I'm returning back to Florida. We was in Georgia at the time, uh, this, you know, right away. And I said, well, if you'll follow me home, and we live 30 miles from the church, so no matter how far you live from Boomerang Church, you need to get over here, people. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, it makes a difference. It makes a difference where you go to church. Yes, it can be it life does. or death. Yeah. But yes. anyway, so he followed me to my house, went in, spoke to my wife. She's laying on the couch. She's covered up. And he said, I, I just want to pray for you. He laid his hands on and prayed. We left. I took him to lunch. About an hour and a half later, I come back to the house. I walk in. As soon as I open the door, it's like the glory of God was just filled the room. Hallelujah. Her face is glowing. She's already showered, dressed. She's cleaned up the house. I said, what happened to you? She said, when he laid his hands on me, it felt like oil, hot oil from the top of my head went wow. through my body. She said, I am healed. The bleeding stopped. Just like the woman with the issue of blood. Yeah. It stopped immediately because she had been losing a lot of blood from the disease. And so needless to say, uh, for those of you who don't know you, I do need to say it. Uh, thank God it wasn't long before she was pregnant. Hallelujah. Yeah. That, wasn't, that wasn't the only pregnancy. And so, but I wanted to share that. Yes. Because since then, I have shared this testimony with so many people yeah. that could not have children. Yeah. Do we have time for me to share one? We got like one minute. Brother, I shared this Brother, testimony. Yeah, yeah, you need to pray for people. Let me say this. Okay. I mean, I'm talking about 15 seconds worth. Okay. There are pastors, I just have it shown up here, that one of the biggest problems with why your ministry isn't flourishing 
is because you're considering the deadness of your body. Oh, yes. I'm telling you, yes. most ministers, their ministry cannot birth yes. supernaturally what heaven has promised them because they're, yes. too, they're not walking by faith for the overall vision that God can do the vision. They're, they're looking at their body to the supply. They're looking to the wrong source. They're not looking yep. to their faith. They're not looking to heaven. So pastors right now, there can be a supernatural birthing of an increase, a revival yes, in yes, your vision. Yes. But you're going to have to stop considering your dead church body. Exactly. Yes. So, Amen. Yes. As we're getting ready to pray and to wrap up, and exactly what you just said is what I had on my heart as well. Powerful, my spirit. When you God. see many people Thank will you, sit Lord. there and say, well, I just, I'm not good enough. I'm not, it's not about where you're coming from. It's about where God's coming from. Considering God, not yourself, considering God. If you right now will just say, Lord, I'm going to receive this prayer. See, if you'll give God an int of a percentage, yeah, yeah, yeah. he will fulfill the hundred percent. He will supplement everything that's needed, just like feeding the 5,000 in the desert. They brought a percent of what was needed, but they gave it to God and said, God, I decide to grab you today Amen. to hold on to you. And the Lord multiplied it by his supernatural self and things happen. That's what's about to happen as you pray for the people right now. Just turn your heart right now and say, Lord, I receive what brother Eddie's about to pray Absolutely. over me in Jesus Glory name. And remember pastors, because you have authority in that congregation, what you say over that congregation yes carries more authority than what anybody else says, speak life. Father, in the name yeah. of the Lord Jesus Christ, we speak life. They may be those watching right now that are believing for growth in their congregations. They may be believing for child to be conceived in their womb. And Lord, we speak yes. life to those wounds. We speak life to those church yes. bodies. We consider not the yes. deadness of anybody whatsoever, whether it be the physical body, whether it be a marriage, whether it be a business, whether it be a congregation, but we believe you, Father God, and we speak the word of healing right now. We speak yes. life to every person yeah. that is watching, and we agree that by the stripes of Jesus, they were healed. They are healed, and for those that choose yes. Jesus right now, we agree, Father God, that Jesus Christ is their Lord and their Savior, and their life yes. will never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Gentlemen, that was awesome. Awesome. Bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you. Hey, we love you. Here's Barrett to wrap it up. If you can get here tonight at 630, do it. Yeah, absolutely. Barrett. Amen. <laughs> hey, guys. Hello. Welcome to Green Screen. <laughs> Whoa, that's translation right there, y'all. <laughs> we're so excited to have you here with us. We hope that you were blessed by this. If you would like to partner with the word that was just preached, you're welcome to. We have a couple different options of how to do that. You can go to givebc.org, or if you are on Facebook, you can do hashtag donate, followed by the dollar amount. You're welcome to do that. You do not have to. This broadcast is is free for you. And so if you feel led by the Lord to give, go for it. In Jesus' name, every seed sown today, blessed in the name of Jesus. Come back to every person, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, multiplied back to their account. We call the finances blessed in Jesus' mighty name.
Thank you so much for being on with us. And if you're on right now, stick around because we are about to go live with Brother Tracy's service called The Dividing Line. And it's going to be so powerful. Yesterday was powerful. Each service has been great. So stick around for that. We're going to be back tomorrow at 1130 a.m. for another episode of Lunch Plus. It's going to be great. Have a great rest of your Tuesday and be here tonight for our final night of the meetings. Love y'all. See ya like in eight minutes on the dividing line. Love you. Have a great rest of your day.